Welcome to another special episode of the KBB Review Podcast, all about the KBB Review Retail and Design Awards 2024. We're counting down to the big event itself on Monday, March the 4th, with these special shows. And after last week's conversation with some of our design category judges, today we're talking to a couple of our business category judges. What makes them tick? What are they looking for? Why is it so important to visit the finalists in person? And what do they get out of the experience? We have a couple of very experienced and successful retailers in the shape of Darren Taylor from Sale and Taylor and Mike Lloyd from Inspired Bathrooms and Kitchens. The first. These special bonus awards episodes of the KBB Review Podcast are brought to you with the help of our friends at Sonus Bathrooms, our 2024 awards podcast partner. They're a hugely successful company in Ireland and now they're here in the UK with their stylish and high quality range of products. You can find out more about becoming a Sonus Bathroom retailer by going to sonusbathrooms.co.uk or you can go and see them in person at KBB Birmingham where they will be a must visit exhibitor. You can find them on stand F30. So here is Darren Taylor from Serlin Taylor. Hello, Darren. Hi, Andy. Thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you for being here. And we have Mike Lloyd from Inspired Bathrooms and Kitchens. Hello, Mike. Hello. How are you doing? We're doing very well, thank you. Right. We'll talk about the awards in a minute, but I think it's worth quickly getting some introductions. Darren, let's start with you. Give us the quick overview of Serlin Taylor. Okay, well, I've been running my business since I was at the tender age of 18 years old, so 33 years now. And we specialise in handmade bespoke kitchens and contemporary kitchens. And we're an independent retailer based in Winchester in Hampshire. Perfect. Mike, tell us all about Inspired Bathrooms and Kitchens. So the, this business is now getting close to 18 years old. Before that, I was a bathroom installer with an installation team. So probably 26 years now in the industry. As time moved on, we developed into kitchens, bedrooms. Uh, I have an online business also. So from one spectrum to the other, we cover installation, supply, design through kitchen and bathroom and online sales. And you're there on the Wirral, aren't you? Based on the Wirral, yeah. Yeah, three retail outlets on the Wirral. No, very well. I was the uh, reporter on the Birkenhead News, as we have discussed many times. We have. Still there, still going. All right, so you've both been business judges this year in the KBB Review Retail and Design Awards. Darren, you did kitchens. Mike, you did bathrooms. Let's start with you, Darren, because this is your second year, isn't it? How was it for you? Really interesting. I really enjoyed it this year, getting around to the full finalists and having a deeper look into the showroom. So, yeah, very interesting, very inspiring. Great thing to do. Thank you. So, Mike, you're a first-timer. How did you find it? How was your first go? Yeah, eye-opening and enjoyable, unbelievably enjoyable. Obviously, January is a very, very busy time of the year. But to take time out and be able to have the privilege of going into other people's businesses as a judge, but also just as a, as a friend because of the reception we received from all of the um, entrants, it was brilliant. I really, really enjoyed it. And I got something out of it. And I hope that the people that I met got something out of it as well. Which is excellent. And it's funny how when we always have new judges in, they always come out the other side of it with that kind of reaction, actually. Because, you know, it is a huge commitment to go and do all these visits and take so much time out of your own business to go and do it. But actually, I think when you come out the other side, you realise it's probably worthwhile for you too. So we'll, we'll touch on that in a minute. But let's go back to the actual process of it. There's lots of awards you can enter, but this, as far as we know, is the only one in the in our industry where you actually, the judges go and visit businesses and showrooms for yourself. So look, Darren, why is it so important to actually go and see these places in person because you're traveling a long way we are but 
you know, like you say, I think it's invaluable to do this. To start off with the judging process, many people might not realise how it's done, but obviously you've got judges and we're literally looking at the entries, we're reading them through, we're looking at the photos, we're checking out um, the appearance of the company online. So we're trying to dig down and really understand the company and we're initially judging them from the entry. And then all judges are going to be scoring on all the various aspects that we've been asked to score upon. And then finally, we're given the four shortlisters. Um, So straight away, I think that's a great start to the process. And then each judge will be nominated whatever category they are given, chosen by you, Andy, I guess. So then it's down to us to get in contact with the retailer and uh, congratulate them on becoming a shortlister because getting to that stage, and I think quite a few people miss this point, you know, I think you've kind of won already. You've beaten off God knows how many other entries. And boy, this year for me, the entries were amazing. You know, they're really good, good showrooms, good businesses, well-known ones, and some ones maybe not so well-known, but they all have a, a, a theme and they're passionate They've been well thought out. The entries have been well written, the photographs, all the accompanying documentation that we're looking at. So getting to the final four is is a brilliant achievement. And then for us as judges to go out and actually meet them and see it, you know, with our own eyes and live and breathe the atmosphere and really look in detail is the only way that you can choose that winner. And I know it's cliche and everyone says how difficult it is, but for me in my category is cigarette papers between them. They are all awesome and very tricky to do, but you know, needs to be done. And to answer that question, Andrew, it is invaluable. You have to. There's no other way of of properly judging and giving everybody a fair crack at the whip, if you like, without a proper visit. And these visits aren't five minutes. You know, I think on average, my visits were between three and four hours. And that's brilliant that you go and do that. What do you think, Mike? You could care with all that. Did it change the way that you think about awards in general, do you think? Yeah, without a doubt. I think the categories that I judged from the original entry taken time and effort to put an entry together. Some of them are seasoned pros, so the entries appear visually better at paper format. And some of them are brand new showrooms who've never done this before. And I think what I've witnessed now for myself is that, that it's open to anybody that enters. It, it's not an elite club. It's not the same old, same old names. And that, that, for me, has been more prominent now by actually going out and, and standing in, in people's showrooms. Because with the best will in the world, an application. So you can scour the internet. You can see their showroom. You can look at their reviews. You can look at company's house. You can dig really deep into their social media. See, uh, But that then has to bear back through to the uh, application that they're putting in front of you. And in one of my categories was pure and simple. If What have you done in the last 12 months? What's been different in the last 12 months so to try and get that information sometimes out of an entry is difficult but when you sit in front of somebody in their own showroom in their own environment they come alive they become an entrance they become a potential winner of of the award and i think it's you know as darren said it's just really really important to firstly to enter but then to have an understanding, and I think maybe that the, the, you as Andrew should perhaps publish some of the mythology of how, how the people are shortlisted, how they end up as a finalist, because I think people will appreciate it more and some people maybe won't use AI uh, in their applications. Yeah, I mean, we're always very transparent about how this is all done. And, you know, it, I, I, I do totally get it. As you say, some people get help doing this. Some people have done it before. Some people do it for the first time. And everyone is very busy. They have very busy businesses, very busy lives, and it can be quite time-consuming. So that's why, as Darren's absolutely right, just getting an entry in that's good and you're you're pleased with it is an achievement. And then being shortlisted is a massive achievement in itself. And then who knows who, knows who the winner's going to be. 
one of the things about this is it's about the reason why we need judges, right? I always say that if I could just put everyone in a computer and press a button and they tell me who the winner was, my life would be a lot easier. But I can't. That's why we have judges. It's very difficult to compare like with like in, in this because all these businesses are very, very different. Darren, when you're doing a visit, what kinds of things are you looking for? When you pull up in your car in the car park, do you have a mental checklist? What are you going through in your head? Personally, I related it back to the original scoring that, that we were asked to score each individual category on. But yeah, it starts with us rocking up outside. Some showrooms will have their own car park, some may not. For me, the four finalists were all quite different in a way. So the approach is quite different. But I have to say, you can normally tell from outside, especially the scale of some of these companies that we're visiting, a big, for me, some of them are already known to me. And yeah, I get that warm excitement as I go through. And they're expecting us. So obviously, you'd expect it to be immaculate. You'd expect the, the welcome to be nice. But, you know, I don't think any of these guys are putting on in front. I think this is how they're running their businesses. They can't just turn it on for the judges because quite often the staff are around as well. And I like to talk to everybody in that business. So, you know, you get talking to to, to everybody and you can start getting a feel and, and you realise you're in, in a quality place. It always starts off with a, with a chat catching up how you find in the year that kind of piece we've got so much in common obviously i've i'm a, an owner of a of my own showroom so we've got we've got a lot in common in, in that regard and then you start realizing and noticing all the brands that they're carrying the products and how they're showing it and then inevitably it results in a showroom tour so you get the tour and round you go and ask questions along the way and and this is where you learn and see some real innovative displays and ideas which obviously as judges we take home with us, which which is the bonus of, of, of doing this. So you're always learning something and, and seeing some really nice ideas. And yeah, I guess that's the start of it and the feeling that you get. And who knows where the conversations go. And and quite often we get asked as, as judges, you know, how, what, where and why. And, and we try and answer that as best we can. What about you, Mike? Are you going in there trying to visualise yourself as a customer? What, what, what are you thinking when you're approaching? Because as Darren says, some of these places are massive and some of them are small and this isn't a competition about who's got the biggest showroom. So, you know, you have to take a different perspective each time, don't you? Yeah, I think for me, I'm brought up in sales. So there's a, there's a saying, you know, first impressions last. And the other one is kind of you've got maybe three or four or five seconds to make a, a, a huge impression before the conversation and the journey can go one way or the other. I deliberately avoided getting lifts off different showrooms you know, picked up from the airports and because I, I took on the role of um, planes, trains and automobiles running through um, airport car parks, frosty, trying to get a hire car to go to Dublin or, or Scotland. My journey took me north, south, east and west. But crucially, when you walk through the door of somebody's showroom, you're entering their world and their world is really, really important to them. So you have to be very mindful not to insult them in any way at all. But what, what I was trying to do is, is does the entry match where I'm stood? Do the two things tally? Is the story correct? When you chat to people, they're looking at me going, who are you and why, why are you judging me? You've ju you're just a showroom owner. Well, yeah, I, I am. Um, I am a showroom owner, but I've got a little bit of experience and a multifaceted business outlet. But crucially, I'm there completely independently and we can sit and have an open conversation about whatever the showroom owners want to talk about, whether that be the world, the, the trading scenarios, 
brands, suppliers, their relationship with a customer. But more importantly and crucially, for me, it was quite simply, did the showroom and the story presented in their application match? And it doesn't matter how much money you've got. And this was, again, this was a real uh, important thing. Some of the showrooms had multi-million pound budgets to do their renovations. And some of the showrooms had tens of thousands of pounds. What I did get from this and what I did see is how different showrooms are, are becoming over the last two or three years. Visually, the visual experience when you're walking around a showroom, how they're changing from 15, 20 years ago. Uh, the new layouts, the new style, the journey through the showroom. It just, it was, it was, yeah, absolutely eye-opening for me as a, as a judge, and I'm very privileged to be in this position. I always think when I go to sh showrooms, there's always bits that perhaps the owner doesn't think are particularly significant, but when you go in there, you look at something and go, God, I've never seen that before. Well, wh what's that there for? Why do you do that? And they just go, oh, that thing. Yeah, we just do. You know, there's always a detail in there that they haven't thought to mention that you, that you can immediately focus in on. One interesting thing, I think, is that the, and it is important, it was one of the questions, sustainability was one of the main questions for this year, is, is how are we being sustainable as a business? And housekeeping was another one. And, and I often wonder and, and pray that store owners, not just the managers, not just the, the staff on the, on the shop floor, go outside and look back in through their own windows and see what that journey is through their showroom. Because I, I, I had my eye open with certain things that I saw that shouldn't be on show, as an example, in a few showrooms. The customers can see that. Their purchasing customer can see that. And if that's the five-second impression left behind by the customer, then they may lose that piece of business. And, and then you could see in other showrooms where that clearly happened. And people, you know, the owners of the businesses had taken time and effort. They, they'd gone... They, they dress the front of the showroom, they dress the outside of the showroom because that's their story, that, that's, that's what they're putting out on show and that's what they're presenting to their client base. You've done an awful lot of miles for us and I'm in, you know, always incredibly appreciative of it. But as you've touched on a few times here, you get a lot out of this as well. So let's start with you, Darren. What have you learned along the way this year? What are the things that you're going to take back to your own business? Like Mike said, for us, the kitchen showroom has changed dramatically over the years. It has definitely become more of an experience sense now rather than just a room with some displays in it. I think, you know, looking back, and I, I was even doing this myself with, with many showrooms I've had and occupied over the years. You know, once upon a time, we'd have a certain amount of space and we'd try and cram in three or four displays and every drawer would be filled up with samples and there'd be like samples all over the worktop. And, you know, and looking back on it, I think, crikey, what scruffy showrooms we must have had. Whereas now it's evolved and that room that we perhaps put four displays into may only now just be one open plan display and there won't be drawers full of samples. They'll be full of what you would expect to find in an actual kitchen. So these showrooms are really becoming lifestyle experiences and it's a lot more than the kitchen. You know, it's going to have bonquette seating, bars, real entertainment spaces. And it's not just with the kitchen worktop and appliances. It's, you know, what's in the ceiling. It's it's lighting, it's pendants, it's bar stools. It's creating a really cool entertaining environment that is the heart of the home and part of an amazing kitchen. So what these showrooms are doing are echoing what the architects are designing. And a kitchen will always be on the back of either a new build or an extension or some kind of renovation. And the way the market and the build is going is that kitchens are getting larger, boot rooms are getting larger, utilities are getting larger, and also bedrooms. And I guess the same with, you know, I'm not a bathrooms person, um, but I guess bathrooms, 
similarly. So these showrooms are really up to date and they are really showcasing all the room sets. What's interesting there is, of course, everything you've described there has nothing to do with the size of the showroom. As Mike says, with the level of investment, that's about a theory, that's about a concept rather than it is about size or, or budget. The four finalists that I had, all showrooms very different. You know, we had purpose-built showrooms. We had properties that perhaps were residential at one point. So a real cross of, of um, how the showrooms appeared. But what they all had in common was an immediate lifestyle feeling within it, an interior design. So, yeah, very, very well done. What about you, Mike? What are you taking back to the world from all this? I, th- I think that when you go to somebody else's showroom and you have a free pass to walk around a non-competitive business at the opposite end of the country. And between you two of you have just open conversations about life in general, how things are moving forward. I gave some ideas to uh, to some of my entrants and they kind of turned around and said, oh really, I didn't know that that was possible or how do you do that? And equally, I pulled from their showrooms. I think the one thing that, that, that I did pull was that, uh, as Darren said, is that the, the showroom is changing beyond all recognition. The internet has a massive part to play in this where clients walk up to you holding an iPad with a photograph from Instagram or Pinterest or Google and they're saying I want this in my bathroom. We then have to adapt our showrooms to start to look like those Instagram and Pinterest posts. Smell, noise, what's on display, music, background noise, how the staff are dressed. It's it's a fascinating insight into a hugely widespread market where some, some businesses are purely trying to sell something as quick and cheaply as possible and move on to the next client. Other businesses are developing long-term relationships with those clients where their family will come back and their family's family will come back and purchase from them many, many years to come. Recommendation, and it's all back to the showroom and how it looks, how it smells, how it sounds, and how you're treated in that journey. Absolutely fascinating insight for me. Well, look, thank you. You couldn't have put it better if I'd asked you. Thank you so much for all of your time over the last few months, chaps, and, and especially for today as well. I can't tell you how much we appreciate it here. We couldn't do these uh, awards without you guys and the rest of our judges. So thank you again, and I'll see you both in Birmingham. And, of course, good luck to our finalists. Yeah, looking forward to it. A very good luck to them all. 